great to be in the house of God, isn't it? Is this on? Is this working? You got me on, Philip? Some say I don't need it. Good evening. You would open up your uh, your Bible, First Peter, chapter two. Sometimes my messages come from my own experiences, and sometimes they come from conversations uh, that I pick up when I hear from people. This is probably a combination of both. In verse 6, it says, Therefore is also contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means put to shame. Chris, how about praying for this service, please? Amen. Wow, they're almost one a dollar. Yes, I do get my glasses at the dollar store. Things are probably always going good in your life. So maybe it's a waste of time for you. But for me, sometimes I have those days. I've even been known to have weeks. And they have a way of draining you. It just seems like it can suck the life right out of you. And there's a song, I don't know who sings it, and I'm not going to try to sing it for you, but, but the words go, I'm not, let's see, I'm not a sh- I have no fear of tomorrow. I'm about to think of one. So somebody, I'm not afraid of tomorrow. And not, not having the, the guilt of my past. I'm trading my shackles for a glorious song. I am free. Thank the Lord. Free at last. The enemy... I know if he does it to me, he does it to you. He tries so hard to make us live in our past and make us fear our future. Isn't it amazing? He knows nothing about the future. He doesn't know about your future. He doesn't know about mine, yet we know about his. Is that cool or what? And so when those times come and the, the fiery darts come, you and I have got to have something that we can go back to. That, that's, that's the whole purpose of this. Square one. Because you and I have got to have this. We've got to be able to go back to this and say, wait a minute. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. I don't care how crazy it's getting. I, I've got to have this ollie ollie in free. You know, I've I got to be able to go back to this place where it's safe. And that is square one. And you will have to preach to yourself, look at yourself in the mirror. You will have to remind yourself. You will have to get in the word of God because that is square one. If your squares on anything else but the word of God, says the, 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 the behold, I lay in Zion. This, this chief cornerstone, when we build houses, whatever we build, if the foundation 
is not good. You may have cracks in your foundation, in your wall, in your basement. And if you do, I ain't trying to speak gloom and doom, but cheer up because eventually you're going to have them in your walls upstairs too. Because if the foundation is a mess, everything else that follows that's built on it will be. So you and I have got to stay on square one. And I want to look at tonight. I, I don't have any new scriptures. You should breathe a deep sigh of relief. No new ideas. But I do want to, I believe, just remind us of some scriptures, what has been written. I feel like I'm discombobulated now to join, but 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So I'm asking you tonight, what's your foundation on? What What is your hope? You understand there are people in this place tonight that probably will not see heaven. And that's sad. It does not have to be that way. But with a crowd this big, there is probably a, even a probability there are those in here who will not see the other side because of what they're building on. They bought into the lies of the enemy. Turn to John 3. I said there wasn't going to be any new scriptures, right? Look at verse 16. We could quote it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever... I'm asking you, do you believe the word of God tonight? As a serpent beguiled Eve, you know, I fear that the enemy, he says, has corrupted you from the simplicity that is in Christ. I want to know, can it be that simple? That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Is it that simple? Oh, I'm saying, yes, Lord, it's that simple. I believe. You understand how many times I, I've wore this square out. One time I went to the pastor and I said, Pastor, I don't know what I'm doing. Seems like every every other day I end up in square one. He said, I, I think it's the only square there is. I said, you know what? I believe that. I believe this is where God would have us return to. But can it be that simple? Because the enemy, when he comes at you, say, you're worthless. You're worthless. Look, look at all the things you've done wrong. If he tells me that, I know he tells you that. Try to beat you up over things that... Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. And it's important to know... God's thoughts on it. Because you remember, God says, my, my thoughts aren't your thoughts, right? Aren't you glad? Turn to Romans 5. Verse 1 says, Therefore, having been justified, how? Are you there? By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have been justified by faith. And we're going to look at some words. that We'll see this word justified pop up so many times. This word justified comes from a Greek word, which means you can write this down in your Bible. It'd be a good reminder for you. 
It means to render or to regard innocent. That's what justified means. When God sees me, He sees me as innocent. I know. I know. Wrap your head around that one time. But guess what's more amazing? So does He with you. He sees that if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, if you have been bought by the blood of the Lamb, if you are a new creature in Christ, I'm telling you, when He sees you, He sees you as innocent. That's what justified means. Let it sink in. Just sit there, squeeze that sponge out, let it get dry tonight because I believe God wants to fill it. We need to look at us like God looks at us. God is not waiting on us to mess up. We don't keep him waiting, do we? I mean, come on. You do that to your kids? Oh, I just can't wait till they make a mistake. Come on. Our Father in heaven does not do that. I know the thoughts I think towards you. This is God talking, right? Thoughts of peace, not evil. To give you an expected end. I love this new King James says, a future and a hope. The thoughts on God says, that's what I think towards you, Chase, regardless what your mind says. Because your mind will tell you different stuff. Oh, listen, we need this. We need to know what God's word says about us. The, the, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But unto us that are saved, it's the power. There's the power of salvation there. The, the preaching of the cross. Why do you think that no other icon in the world has been under such scrutiny? Do you understand what happened at the cross? I, I fear that up at 80% of the church doesn't realize what happened at the cross. That's, that's why the gospel is called good news. I, I'll never forget the first time uh, we had, Marcia's dad had already got on her about me, said, Bruce just got to quit telling him when they're going to hell. But I want to tell you, when that man heard the good news of Jesus Christ and he received it, I remember asking him on the phone, I said, Mike, you, I told him the plan of salvation. I said, well, does this sound like something you'd be interested in? He said, don't you think I'd be kind of crazy not to? I said, I do. I do. I think you'd be crazy not to receive Christ. The message of the cross is a beautiful thing. And I, I pray that as you and I read these scriptures, we realize how little we have in this. Oh, God, I've heard people say, well, you know, we, we got to get our, we got to get our act together because God's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. He ain't coming then. You don't have to worry about that. If he's waiting on us to get it together, listen, church, that's what the cross was all about. Amen. We don't get it together on this side. It's not an excuse to go sin. I'm just telling you, I love God, but I still war. I still war. I wish you could say, I could just tell you, oh, yeah, after 30 years, man, this, this just gets easier all the time. Not if you're going to draw close to God. If you're going to draw close to God, it's a war. That's why Sunday school this morning talked about the armor of God. That's what it's for. It's for a war. And it ain't paintball. 
It's real. Turn, turn to Galatians 2. You understand, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. I know by fear of the Lord, men depart from evil, but it is, you can depart from evil and not be saved. Are you out there? But, but repentance is necessary for salvation. And so it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. When you realize what God has done, that when you realize you and I are only in this place, this day, in our right mind, because God chose us, He drew us. It's not because, well, one day I just decided, yeah, I just, this, it's Sunday. I think I'll just go to church and get saved. No, no one in this place can take credit for what God has done in our lives. Galatians 2, verse 15, we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed, have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Well, brother, I guess I came to church for nothing. Sunday and I came. Well, you ought to be here. Is your name in the book of life? Are you a new creature? Old things are supposed to be passed away. We don't come to church because we have to. We come to church because we get to. For crying out loud, why? Does someone hold you at gunpoint and make you watch a ball game? We ought to love being here. If not, you've got to, if it has become drudgery to you, you've got to ask yourself if what you got is real. You've got to say, well, one, somewhere I took a wrong turn. I, I need to get back on square one. All I know is God saved a drunk. He saved our marriage. He made me a new creature. My kids are serving God. I, 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 how can I take any credit for that? We've been justified by faith. Turn to John 1. I'm going to jump all over the place today, but you got your Bible, you follow me. If you don't have it with me, you're just going to trust me that I'm telling you what's right. Verse 29 says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who... I fear you left the simplicity that's in Christ. He said, The Lamb of God... He takes away the sin of the world. He takes it away. If I took away Lenny's phone right there where he's checking that he's doing his Bible on the phone, if I took that away, he wouldn't have it anymore. That's what he did to our sin. That's why, that's why we've been justified. He took the sin away when he looks at us. He sees innocence. You understand? I am sinless in God's sight. But see, I'm telling you, the church doesn't get this because if you're hoping in what you're doing, you're not going to get there. Many are going to come to me in that day and say, oh, wait a minute. Didn't we prophesy? Didn't we uh, cast out demons? Didn't we do these many, for wonderful, many wonderful works in your name? He's going to say to them, whew, whew. Wide is the gate that leads to destruction. There's, do you realize how many people on that wide gate are going to be saying, praise the Lord? But they're trusting in themselves instead of trusting in what was done for us at the cross. That will cause you and I to live differently. 
Oh, it will. This isn't a license. Well, I'll just go ahead and do what I want because God just loves me. He does love you. I love my kids too. And I let them do what they wanted, right? Oh, my gosh. The only thing that kept me out of prison was my dad. It was a thrill to run from the law. We did it for something to do. We used to egg their cars and throw rocks at them to get them to chase us. But I feared dad. I feared dad. Because I knew he loved me. I knew that he was going to correct me if I went home. I knew he loved me. Some people get messed up on this. This is where you got to get back to square one because he disciplines those that he loves. He does. Doesn't mean, well, I just want, why has he got to be so mad at me? Well, sometimes we just need to straighten up. You know when you're doing stuff. You, you can tell me something different, and I can tell you something different, but you know darn well when you are doing something that our Father in heaven is not pleased with. Because if he can speak to this simple heart, he can speak to yours. Spirit of God living inside of us, leading us into all truth. Jeremiah 17, 5 says, Cursed is the man that trusts in man. You you think you got it together enough? Oh my gosh. I love God. I love God. I do love God. But I'm still amazed at the thoughts I can still have. After 31 years almost of serving God, I'm still amazed at the thoughts I can still have. Things I can think. Think you're kidding me. That's That's still down in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in there. Because the heart is deceitful above all things, right? Desperately wicked. Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ooh. There are days i got to go back to that one. I know I'm going to get on square one. I know. I know I messed up. But I know that you love mercy. And I know if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from, do you believe it? You understand, to be justified, to render or to regard innocent, I never want to leave square one. I never want to trust in me. Never want to trust in what I'm doing. Ever. Romans 5. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made. Yeah. One man's obedience. Yours? Please. Please. I'm telling you, we've lost sight of what happened at the cross. I am a new creature because of what happened at the cross. My kids had a brand new dad one day because of what happened at the cross. My wife had a brand new husband. Looked the same on the outside, but he changed the inside. Look, maybe you won't lose a child. I hope you never do. But there's going to be a storm coming in your life. And you're going to have to be able to go back to square one and say, wait a minute. I know that my Redeemer lives. Though he slay me, 
Yeah, well, I trust him. You're going to have to go back to this because I want to tell you, you are not going to get everything you want. There's going to be some stuff you get, you're going to just say, I didn't ask for that. Yeah, well, welcome to life. You know what? He didn't ask for that either. And the only reason he went to the cross, we just read it in John 3, is because he loved us. God loved us so much to send his son. And he knew. I can get by everything else on the cross. I mean, it's, it was gruesome. But they spat in his face. They spat. Just, just a thought today. Um, both my sons are, are grown and handle themselves well. I don't worry about them. But I'll tell you what, if someone were to spit in either one of their faces, it would take the spirit of God on me even today not to have a talk with them. And yet God knew that was going to happen to his son, and he sent him anyway. That's how much God loves us. The very ones who were spitting in his face, and we have, he died for. He loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. Oh, God, you got to let it sink in. It's got to sink in. We got to understand what happened at the cross. Romans 10, verse 1 says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal of God for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who, you see that next word? Believe. Who trusts by faith. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. No more. No more. No more keeping commandments. Does it do you any good for righteousness? No more. When he said it's finished, that was part of it. It's finished. That's why the veil was torn in two. No longer just the high priest going in once a year and sprinkling the blood to, to cover the sins. No, that's why John said, behold, the Lamb of God, he takes away the sin of the world. He doesn't just cover them. He takes them away. Oh, God, let it sink in. Spirit of the living God, let it sink in our hearts. We should be a set-free people. Galatians 5. I, 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 I do not get tired of reading these scriptures. I read them often. I jump back here, whether I'm in bed or out in my shop, and I get on square ones and this is safe street. I like it here, Lord, where I'm not depending on me and my righteousness. Because I'll tell you what, the church can fall into it. We never, we never say it out loud, but we can be like the Pharisee at the altar, and we never say it out loud, but we thank God we're not like. Well, that's a scary place to be in. I told pastor, I said, if you could ever see inside my heart, I'd never be up here again. I hear wicked stuff goes on, wicked thoughts. I can think the worst of people. Still, still. Oh, you know what it does? 
it just points me to the cross. My hope can't be in me. It cannot be in me. I'll, I'll be disappointed every day. My hope has got to be in the cross. That's why being raised Catholic, when I heard the plan of salvation, it was yippee-yay-egg. I thought, are you kidding me? I can actually know I'm going to heaven? I don't have to guess anymore. I, there's no big sins, no little sins. It's, I thought, my gosh, yes, I want it. What a plan. What Only God could dream it up. And only man could dream, dream up mortal sins and venial sins. But I'll tell you what, we dream up our own stuff. Galatians 5, verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What kind of bondage? Well, he says, Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he's debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. If you're justified by what you do, God says, you are fallen from grace. That's a scary scripture. You want to walk in your stuff? You're fallen from grace. The Word of God tells us if we keep the whole law and offend in one point, we're all of them, all of them. And I'll tell you, you better make sure you know what you're hoping in. Because if you're hoping in you, your disappointment will continue. If you're wondering why your life seems so frustrating, I'm telling you, if you're hoping in you, you'll always be frustrated. This takes the heat off. Yes, we're depressed towards the mark. This should cause us to. This should cause us to press farther and farther with God. Remember, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. He's a good God. Who can say, well, one day I just decide I'm saved. I'm going to be saved. I've heard your stories. It doesn't matter whether your dad was a preacher or whether he was a drunk. It doesn't matter. We all have to come to, to the Lord the same way. Jesus said, I'm the door. Any, any, anyone trying to come in any other way is a thief and a robber. You, I'm the door. By me, if you go in and out, you'll find pasture, but only by him. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, but by me. By me. Exodus 12. Don't you love the Word of God? <clears throat> Nine plagues, world number 10. That, that lion Pharaoh, every time Moses went to him, see, God said, let my people go. Nah, I'm not going to do it. He said, well, if not, you're going to have this happen, whether it's frogs or lice or hail or, or whatever. And then he let him go. So we get to the 10th plague. Verse 1 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. I don't know what when it was. It wasn't January, I'll bet. Because 
He said, this is going to be the first month you. This was so big, God said, I'm changing everything. I'm, ch I'm changing this, this, this January 1st you now. This is New Year's Day. Do you understand the calendar's all been changed because of it? He said, this is the beginning of months to you right now. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying on the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the household of his father, a lamb for the household. He gives instructions on how to, how to fix it, how to eat it. And in verse 12, he says, For I'll pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Oh, my gosh. John 1.29, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Said I got real instructions for you. You do it like I said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. That's why he sees me as sinless, because I have been justified by his blood. Render to regard innocent. You're looking at an innocent man. or I'm not going to heaven. You, you understand, if God sees sin in me, as I stand before the judgment throne, I'm not going to heaven. There's going to be no sin in heaven. What's your hope for getting there? And Well, well when I die, I'm just going to be right on. I'm just, I, I'm going to be hot. I'm, and I, I'm going to get all cleaned up. You're not going to make it. I'm going to miss you, but you're not going to make it. If you're hoping in anything but the blood of Christ, you will not be in heaven, period. If you're hoping in you, you're going to be disappointed. If I pass you in that line, you can say, Brother, I wish I'd have listened to that message. We don't understand what happened there. You understand when we believe that it's us, we're saying, God, really appreciate you sending your own son. I, I mean, I know he was sinless and took my place on the cross, but no, I'll take over now. I, I'm, I'm doing all right now. I quit drinking. I'm going to church now. Whew. Oh, my gosh. Blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's where I want to graduate from. Pass over you. Oh, my gosh, what a place to go to school. Your names are written in the book of life. That's where you've attended is Passover you. As we stand before the judgment throne, and we will, you understand it is our only hope. Our only hope. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Oh, good, I'll just go do what I want. You won't make heaven. Oh, you're telling me I can do whatever I want. I didn't say that. You can't do whatever you want. You won't go to heaven. Listen to me. You won't go to heaven because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. 
Old things are passed away. Hey, I'm just going to go start sinning now more. Are you kidding me? I'm so thankful to have my name in the book of life. Almost 31 years. I'm not bored yet. This is still a great life. If you're bored, you need saved. You do. You didn't get what I got. I don't believe you even have to be brought out of what I've been brought out of to be thankful. If if you're a new creature and your name is in the book of life, his spirit is inside of you. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. My gosh, we should be walking in freedom. He that the sun sets free. Yeah. Ooh, I like that too. I'm going to stay on that square. This is square one. I'm not moving. I'm not. Because there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. When that voice comes, oh, there's war. There's war. You've got to die daily. You and I have to. But he's given us the spirit. He's equipped us. Hebrews 8, verse 1. Now, this is the main point of the things we're saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, See that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he's obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a what? You see that? It's a better covenant, which is established on better promises. Oh, let's see why. For if the first covenant had been false, there would, then no place would have been sought for the second because finding fault with you and me. You and me. We didn't keep our covenant. We didn't keep our part of the covenant. So God said, I'm going to change the rules. Finding fault with you and I said, I'm going to change the rules and it's going to be a better covenant and it's going to be established on better promises. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second because finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. This is right out of Jeremiah. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them. said, I had to change the rules. They didn't continue in the covenant, you and I. For this is the covenant that I will make after the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind, write them on their hearts. I'll be their God. They shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none of his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least of them 
to the greatest of them, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. You understand, this is part of the new covenant God made. This high priest named Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, said it's a better covenant. It's established on better promises. You wouldn't keep it, God says. So I got a whole new covenant. I'm going to write my laws in your hearts and in your minds and your sins and your iniquities. I remember no more. I can't believe we're sitting here as quiet. We're dead. God, you got to let it sink in. You've got to let it sink in. He does not remember our sins. If he does, you're not going to heaven. If he sees sin, you're not making it, Carol. You've got to be hoping in the blood of Jesus. You've got to be. I'm warning you. If you're hoping in you, you will not make it to heaven. You've got to be amazed at yourself. I mean, you have to be. I hear you back there, Hayes. After all these, after all these years of serving God, you've still got to be amazed at what you can think. You've got to be amazed. I mean, you understand there is no good in us. There's no good in my flesh, no more than there's good in your flesh. Our hope has got to be in the cross. Like I said, you can play your game and say, well, fine, I'm going to go do what I want. You're not born again then. If you thumb your nose at God, you're not born again because no man can serve two masters. When you become born again, you serve a different master. It's not drudgery. It's not. I use this scripture every time I preach, but I love this scripture. Micah 7, verse 18 says, Who's a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because... Wouldn't you love to be like that? I just delight. I love giving mercy. I just love giving mercy. I can't help myself, God says. I love giving mercy. I delight in mercy. He will have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Because if they're not all cast in there and we're trying to get in heaven with one, oh my gosh, when he sees the blood, he's got to pass over us. That's my only hope. It's my only hope. If if I hope in me, I quit. Brian, I'm done. I'm throwing it in. Forget. If it's dependent on me and how good I am, I quit. I'll walk away from it today. You tell me how that's good news. How is that good news? That's why the gospel called good news. You understand what he has done for us? That's good news. That someone could would commend their love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ would die for the ungodly. Whew, that's good news. I like that square. My hope is not in me. My hope is not in what I do. My hope is not in how much better I'm going to become. Oh my gosh, is there room or what? And my hope is in the cross. My hope's in the cross.
if we really get it, it'll change the way we live. It will. This is not a license to sin. Because the Word of God says, God is not mocked. You want to tell people you're saved, and yet you're going to go out and drink, you're going to do whatever you want? God said, God, God said oh, I'm not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. But if you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. You sow to the Spirit, you reap life everlasting. This is sowing to the Spirit. That's what being born again. What he told Nicodemus, right? You got to be born of the water, and you got to be born of the Spirit. Ellie's already been born of the water. Woman's water breaks. But one day, Ellie will have to be born of the Spirit. It's like you and I. You got to be born again. And when you're born again, you change masters. But I fear we change masters, but we listen to the voice of the old one. We entertain his thoughts. And I'm telling you, as a brother in Christ, that is the goodness of God that leads you and I to repentance. He does love me. He does love me. If no one else does, he does. He loves us when we're unlovable. He does. And we can get that way, can't we? Oh, my gosh, I'm going back to that square. I'm never leaving there. You, know, you commended your love to me while I was yet a sinner. You loved me so much. You sent your son to die for me at my worst. And you've never seen me at my worst. Marcia's never seen me at my worst. She thinks she has. But she's not. She's not. You think of that, your worst. Can you go there for just a second? That's when God commended his love towards you. That's right then. That was the moment at our worst. It's good news, church. It's good news. It's good news. Let it sink in. Don't be afraid of it. Well, I, I don't know what to do with all this. Am I giving anything but the word of God? It's called good news. Listen, I'm going to reiterate. If you think this is a license to go out and do what you want, you've closed your ears to the gospel. You're not born again. Because if you're born again, you're a new creature. You, you have the Spirit leading you. You do different things, right? Remember being saved, Chris? He brought you out of that junk, right? You do different stuff. You're a new creature. Colossians 2, we're winding down. Well, it's about time, brother. I'll tell you what, I read these scriptures over and over and over. I want to get them down in my knower. I am justified by faith. I am justified by faith. I'm justified by his blood. And when God sees me, he sees me as innocent. I'm not afraid to say it. It's not arrogant, it's scripture. God, when he sees the blood, not mine, when he sees the blood, he passes over me. He does. Promise you. Colossians 2, verse, uh, verse, thir verse 13. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he is made alive together with him, having forgiven you. You see that word? 
Is it different on there? No trespasses. Every one of them. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So you talk about giving the enemy a black eye. He thought he won. When Christ was on the cross, the enemy said, this was so easy. I never thought he'd fall for it. Not realizing that is the very thing. This is how we get our victory. All trespasses. First John 1. Oh, it spells it out. Verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, yeah, we lie. We don't practice the truth. And you're saying you're saved and you're going to go out there and you're going to sleep around and you're going to drink. That's, yeah. You're lying. He says you're, you're just lying. You're kidding. You're kidding yourself. There's no fornicator, no drunkard, no, you're not going to enter heaven. A new creature, we, we don't do that stuff, right? That's your cue to say amen. Thank you. Verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from... Yeah. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I hope, I hope you never come to me. Say, well, I heard someone say that one time. Well, I asked God to tell me if, you know, if there was anything wrong with me, I couldn't find anything. I wanted to tell this person, ask me. You kidding me? I wasn't saved a year and I tried that with God. I thought, you know, I've come a long way. I'm not drinking. I'm hardly cussing anymore. You know, I thought, man, I've really come a long way. I thought, well, you, you know, Lord, is, I mean, is there anything like you could think of that maybe, and bam, 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 bam. There was like 11 things in nine seconds. I thought, oh, my Lord, I'll never ask again, <laughs> ever. You know, you try walking in your own stuff, guys. you got a long way to go, long way to go. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What do you do with that? For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Ooh. He took our place. We sing the songs, we just don't believe them. On Christ the solid rock, I, the men's choir, on Christ the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand, but, but Lord, I got to be good. We don't even, we don't realize what we're singing. We're standing on the rock, Christ Jesus. Any other foundation is laid, it ain't going to happen. Listen, I came out of religion, and I recognize religion, and there's some here. There's some people who believe they're going to heaven because now they're coming to New Hope, like God has a checkoff list. Well, you went to New Hope? Mm, really? How long? That means nothing to God. Absolutely nothing. If you go through the 
the Gospels and you start reading the people who gave Jesus problems, they were all us. Scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, high priests, elders. It was all religious people. Not, not the bombs, the beggars, and the prostitutes. It's the religious people. And so I know us, we can, we can fall into this thing where we think we're doing okay. Man, I'd ask you tonight, you just have the Spirit of God ask you, tell you where you are at, what you are doing, what you are hoping in. Are you hoping in you? Oh, I hope not. You'll be disappointed. Many will come to me in that day. When he separates the sheep from the goat, Jason's reading in, in Matthew 25 day about I'm a people who believe their stuff was okay. Do you? Andre Crouch used to sing a song that says, Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back, Lord. Take me back where it was simple because I fear you and I have fallen victim to the enemy and his subtlety. Remember in Genesis 3, he was more subtle than any other creature. That same voice, that same voice that told you you were okay before you weren't saved, now tells you a dirt, calls you a dirt bag now that you are saved. That voice of condemnation, I'm telling you as a brother in Christ, it is not the voice of your father. No way. Oh, my kid's worst day, I would never say stuff like that to Ever. And you think our, our Heavenly Father is going to talk trash to us after he sent his son to pay the price for our salvation? He who began a good work in you will be faithful to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He who began the good work. Uh, by the way, that was not you or I. For it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God working. All we do is surrender to it. We surrender. God, you do it. I can't. We've got some music. You go ahead and put it on. I really don't know how to close this. I don't know where you're at. I don't want to close it without you having a chance to come to the Lord, come to the altar. You're out there and you don't know Christ. I can't see inside the first heart. I don't know what you're trusting in. But I'm telling you as a brother in Christ, if you're trusting in you, if you're trusting in your righteousness and your goodness, you're not going to heaven. You're not. You're not. No matter how good you look on the outside, I'm telling you, if you're trusting in you, God says you're cursed. Cursed is the man that trusts in man. The altars are open. That's all I know to tell you. If that's you, you better come up. You ask God, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm going to walk in your righteousness, not mine anymore, because my righteousness is as filthy rags.